Today's episode of Bachelor Party and the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by Cape Line. What better way to celebrate Hannah B's journey to find love than with something delightfully bubbly? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails have all the flavor you want. Nothing you don't. Discover the margarita, margarita hard strawberry lemonade and blackberry mojito of your dreams. That sounds delicious. With just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial, go to capeline.com and find out where to buy a six or a 12 pack of these beauties. Get them in your fridge. Get ready to open up a can of having it all. Welcome to Cape Line. Celebrate responsibly 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. We're also brought to you by Stitcher. Check it out. Those of you listening on Stitcher already get why. For those of you who don't know, Stitcher is a free podcast app for phone and Android. Home for over 260,000 podcasts from favorites like Here to Make Friends or The Rewatchables. To new hit shows such as Best Friends with Nicole Byer and Sashir Zameda. And of course, your favorite bachelor party. Hey, or any show from the Ringer Podcast Network. We have an awesome podcast network, by the way. If you're on your phone, download Stitcher for free right now in the App Store, Play Store, or visit stitcherapp.com slash bachelor party to learn more. And now, bachelor party. All right, welcome to Bachelor Party. Nobody can fill in for Julia Lippman. We're just warm bodies. That's right. In her in her absence, she's Tyler. She's Tyler. Hopefully, we're a little better than Jed. We're all in her. <laughs> <laughs> Mally Rubin's here. This is Bill Simmons. We're going to break down part two. When did this become a two night affair? This Bachelor thing. There's so much drama. As Chris Harrison is always telling us, Split he can't it fit it all into one night. Was he the big winner, or was it Tyler? Chris Harrison, maybe. It's, Maybe silver medalist for biggest winner of the season. I thought he was, I thought he navigated those two shows really well because the Jed thing was the single most uncomfortable moment right. I think that has ever happened on that show where he comes out, three people are applauding, mm-hmm. and then it just stops. <laughs> were, do you think those three people were Jed's other current girlfriends? <laughs> they were at the pool in Nashville. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's, let's go backwards. Okay. I deliberately avoid all spoilers. Yep, same. Try hard. They're out there, but I try very hard to avoid them. I had heard a Jed girlfriend thing. Mm-hmm. I heard a couple people mention it, but right. didn't. When the People know, article came out. Yeah, didn't yeah. know if it was smoke, if it was real or whatever. It became clear on Monday night, mm-hmm. which you covered in the podcast uh, yesterday, that at the tail end, yes. something bad was going to happen. Yes. In part two. I found... Separating just thinking about Hannah and Tyler and Jed for a moment from The Bachelor as a television program, I found that part of it fascinating, both in terms of how night two and what was obviously poised to happen, teasing that, and also then what actually happened in the ways that Chris Harrison addressed spoiler culture and the rumors that had been Mm. floating. It has gotten to the point, you know, the prevalence of not only things like Reality Steve or things like the People article and the way that real people in contestants' lives get out there and put information out into the world, but like if you look at an Instagram post on Tyler's <laughs> Instagram feed, for example. and Have you done this? Let me tell you. Boy, is that a joy. Yeah. You, you, it's a minefield of people saying things that you don't know if it's true or not, but it might be real spoiler information. 
And I thought that Chris Harrison and the show at large addressing that and how social media and the nature of shared dialogue and discussion around the show has fundamentally changed the nature of what the show is and how the show has to decide what it wants to be. Just fascinating. So what you just said reminds me of what happened to wrestling in the late 90s, mm-hmm. WWE, where the internet culture, people spoiling what happened at matches when Raw was taped ahead of time and things like that. And then also like things behind the locker room stuff mm-hmm. and little feuds and injuries that there's no way we would have known about before the in- internet. And we were finding out all this stuff and wrestling was in this weird space where they weren't addressing it, but right. we all knew what was really going on. Right. And then they kind of owned it and wrestling moved into this different phase where it was kind of, they were aware of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So what you just described is basically the bachelor being like, <laughs> we can't pretend not to be aware of this right. anymore. We have to adjust. So it was very planned, uh, very smartly planned last night, bringing Tyler out at the end after this downer of a Jed thing. The only thing that kind of screwed up was I was good with the Jed segment about four minutes in Mm -hmm. and it went on for 20. Yeah. And then the Tyler thing could have gone on. It became a date. And Chris Harrison was like the dad (laughs) and they're sizing each other up. And I, I didn't know how much was real and how much was scripted, but I was ready for that to go on for another 10 minutes. It's like, what's happening here? Yeah. On the very long, ever-expanding list of reasons to loathe and resent Jed, uh, him cheating us out of more Tyler time in the finale is pretty high up there. I was outraged that we didn't get more time with Tyler. Outraged. Well, Tyler handled everything. Perfectly. Spectacularly from (laughs) the fantasy suite. Uh, I'm not going to have sex with you in the fantasy suite. And then it comes out after maybe one of the reasons, I don't know about the sequencing, is is four times in the woodmill with Pete the pilot. Pilot Pete. And then what poor, a week t- for poor Tyler's Pete. the next date. And maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Who knows? Tyler didn't hold that against her. No. Didn't hold Jed. Basically, Tyler was the only one who didn't really get any action in the suite. The other two did. She gets rid of Peter, picks Jed, mm-hmm. breaks Tyler's heart on the mountain. He's got the ring ready and he's still fine. He's just like, you know what? You're so powerful. I was watching with my friends. I was so impressed by you. He's like her biggest cheerleader. It, the moment where she cuts off his declaration of love, which I thought she let on, she let go on a little too long. Like you're letting my dude twist in the wind here for a moment longer than is strictly necessary when you know you're going to break his heart. But everything well, that but he's saying second, was beautiful. Though, when he's walking down that mountain and he sees the look on her face, they know, know right away, right? Because the, the bachelorette will look one of two yes. ways either. Here's my prince or this is about to be the worst eight minutes of my life. I think that's probably largely true. I do think that Hannah has been, to her credit, so emotionally forthright and vulnerable the entire season and comfortable saying, I'm struggling, this is hard, that he's probably been exposed to a lot of moments with her where she seemed, you know, or genuinely was really torn up about something. So you're saying she's an emotional train wreck and there's no way to read this day to day? Not what I'm saying. (laughs) I could have sworn that was what you just said. I'm saying that maybe he just couldn't, maybe he couldn't tell right away that it wasn't him. Maybe he just thought this is a hard day for her because whether it's me or Jed, she's saying goodbye to someone that she cares about. And that's probably really tough. Okay. Now, the, I agree with you broadly that the look on her face, the body language, especially as he's speaking and she's not 
you know, smiling and crying the way that she was with Jed. She looks totally tormented. But when she finally does stop him, and again, his speech was was absolutely beautiful. It was lovely. It was so sincere, as is always the case with him, especially compared to Jed. It was so much about what she brought out in Tyler, how she yeah. had made him a better man. And then when she stops him and he says, this isn't it, that was crushing. Do you cry? I, yeah, I was upset. <laughs> First of all, I felt sick, like sick to my stomach. I didn't like sob, but I got, I really felt ill because I love Tyler so much. And I just, I could not wrap my head around that decision. Like I really couldn't. There are plenty of moments in life where another person does something and you're like, that's not what I would do. Or I'm really confused by that. I find that baffling. This was one where... And obviously, we as viewers have access to information as this is happening that Hannah did not, you know, about Jed. But Tyler just seemed so, no one's perfect, but he's maybe the closest that anyone can get. Maybe she didn't trust how perfect he was. I think that's definitely it. So the biggest thing we learned about Hannah this season is bad dicker picker. (laughs) (laughs) She, her final four was Luke, who's a sociopath. Yeah. And Jed... The opportunistic, terrible musician who would break out the guitar and it was like her kryptonite. The guitar would come out and she and she, it was like she was a six-year-old girl being sang to at a birthday party. It's like she couldn't handle it. And meanwhile, he's not a good singer. He's not a good singer. Not a good singer. It'd be like, how, how maybe he's feel? a little nervous, but still. Well, you can say maybe he's a little nervous the first time. But or, not the seventh time? Yeah, or even in a high-profile moment like the proposal. But, you know, she got to see him sing about 947 times based on my most recent count. And it, it all fell into place when we found out what was really going on, yeah. which is definitely came on the show to promote his music career. Definitely tried to advance this the entire time. Yeah. Was not a genuine person. Right. Did not actually fall in love with her. And then the little revelation where she said... I heard you told your friends you won The Bachelor. That was brutal. Devastating. That was brutal. That was one of the moments where I felt like wor- worse, the worst for her. And she she goes on The Bachelorette mm-hmm. after having this traumatic Bachelor experience. That's right. Where your self-esteem's low, but then it lifts back up. You got 25 guys coming out of the limo. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, oh, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. What do I do with all these men? I like so many of them. And your self-esteem is on a high. Right. And then it's just getting crushed for the last three weeks between Luke P, the sociopath, <laughs> and Jed, the liar. I, one thing I found myself thinking about watching both nights of the finale, actually, is that the thing that we didn't get a lot of, in part because we just spent so much time this season on Luke, we didn't actually get a lot of Hannah's backstory, like learning more about her history and who she is. And there were a lot of moments in this episode in particular, you know, she's talked about heartbreak before and trust issues before, but where she she referenced all of the pain that she suffered through, all of the things that she's gone through in her life where she wondered, is this ever going to happen for me? And when she said, I've been praying for you <laughs> about Jed, that was a thing that she said to him. And I don't, I don't want to overreact or be hyperbolic, but Jed stood there and listened to that, knowing that he had a girlfriend, that he was lying to her in that moment, that he was watching a person say, you're the, you're the thing. You're what I've been waiting for my entire life. You and this is what's going to allow me to believe basically that love is real. And he 
completely fucked her over. Like, he is a monster. <laughs> an absolute monster. He's, he's John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish we understood more about what was informing those um, comments from low, Hannah. Low self-esteem? Bad bad relationships with men? I don't think it's that hard to figure out. But, like, what specifically? Who goes on The Bachelor? I think, just start there. What What kind of human being is, like... I'm having trouble finding love. You know what? You know it's going to fix this. Yeah. A reality TV show where nobody ends up together. This this could be the one for me. This will this will be what changes it. And then gets her heartbroken on the Bachelor and is like, you know what's really going to work is <laughs> if I'm the Bachelorette, I'll I'll meet somebody there. But the thing is, Tyler and Peter. Mm-hmm. You know me. I have no dog in this race. I'm half watching all these shows. I'm looking down <laughs> at my phone half the time and looking at fantasy baseball. <laughs> Tyler and Peter, I would say, are Mount Rushmore. They're great. Contestants. Yeah. Peter's like, if my daughter brought home Peter 10 years from now, yeah. whatever 24-year-old Peter is, I would be like, oh my God, this is the best case scenario for a son-in-law I could ever have. What would a you, nice guy. Would you check his car for condoms and ask him how recently he visited a windmill? <laughs> you brought home four-time Pete. Great. <laughs> By the way, the four times, let's be honest. Yeah. Two at night, maybe two in the morning. I, I have a lot of questions about it. What what are we counting as a time? Like, is this what what what, what sort of variety? Did you cover this yesterday? A, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Because I, I, I basically here's first the, time is like forty seconds, barely counts. <laughs> For, second time is he's coming back from the first time. It's like he he's like, look, I'm embarrassed. A lot of pent up sexual. Like, yeah, give me another give me another whirl here. Yeah, maybe the third time's at like three in the morning. <laughs> One of them fell asleep, woke up, and then right. morning one when the room service right before it gets there. That would be my. That would be how I would break down the four. Maybe I, I said this yesterday with Roger. I think that if you were having sex four times in one night, you were either extraordinarily good at sex or extraordinarily bad at it. Because maybe you need all four times to get the desired outcome for your partner. <laughs> I think we have to at least consider that possibility. I just think it's responsible journalism to ask those questions. Or just a serial premature ejaculator. Maybe. That said, she did seem to be reflecting on the evening with great fondness, you know, both in the four-time reveal at the live show on night one of the finale and when she was actually saying goodbye to Peter, the way that they were both not so subtly referencing how amazing the week was the week had been they were obviously just talking about how much they enjoyed having sex with each other yeah so so what happened what happened to peter she just, just loved jed the guitar i think she was c- clearly set on taking jed to the final regardless and her decision was between peter and tyler and it seems like after she did not sleep with Tyler and the, the fantasy suites and the, the way that she described watching him walk away that morning and when she was crying, really realizing that this was serious, you know, that she wasn't yeah. just, as she put it, falling in lust with him, though, again, who among us, but that she was falling in love with him and had real feelings and, and wanted to continue to explore them. That's part of, like, the mismanaged nature of the season is that she, and she she has said this since, you know, we're recording this early on Wednesday morning, so we haven't gotten to take in, like, the full media tour that she's now doing, but... I did quickly read the People interview that she did. And, you know, she has said, and she said this on the show in, in, in a fashion, she just kind of waited too long to allow herself to believe that what she had with Tyler was real. Like, to trust in it and to not be scared. Because he's, Tyler was too perfect and she was like, this is too good to be true, I don't trust this? Yeah, because here's the thing. And this I find actually very, like, winning about Hannah and very relatable. Because Hannah is literally a beauty queen, right? She's the bachelorette. She, in theory, has everything going for her and shouldn't have any confidence issues. But she's a person. 
And part of being a person is that you're going to feel insecure sometimes. You're going to wonder if you're good enough. And when you look at somebody like Tyler, who is walking sex, like if you took the idea of sex and then formed it into a human body and also gave it feminist instincts and the ability to seemingly organically string together incredibly romantic, charismatic declarations of love and also to wear unbelievably tight pants without any interference in movement, you would say this is the perfect man. And while that is appealing, (laughs) it's also scary because you don't want to get hurt. Yeah. And nobody feels worthy of perfection, truly. Well, obviously not if she kept coming back to Luke P. Yeah. The the five foot eight sociopath. Um, All right. So going backwards. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, let's make the case for Jed. Okay. I'll make the case and you can just silently steam as I'm trying to. From Hannah's perspective in the moment without any of what No, no, I'm going to actually make the case for for Jed what he might have been thinking. Okay. Jed goes on The Bachelor. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't think he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Good thing for him to advance his career. Leaves a girlfriend behind. Mm-hmm. Obviously tells her, hey, going on The Bachelor, obviously I'm not going to end up with her. Mm-hmm. This would be really good for me. Mm-hmm. This is really the only way I can get a platform. Sure. She's like, cool. Sounds great. Let's go to the free cabin you got and uh, that your parents <laughs> set you up with, and then we'll talk about it. And so he goes... Starts Two getting, trips, the free cabin and then the parent Bahama trip. Right. Starts, has a little chemistry with Hannah. Mm-hmm. Early on thinking, this is good. I might be able to last a couple episodes. I'm just breaking out my guitar at all times. I don't care if I look like a self-parody. Mm-hmm. Now he gets through a couple things. Doesn't he's, have the self-awareness to even consider that he looks like a self-parody, but continue. No, he thinks he's a good singer. Mm-hmm. It's like how my son thinks he's good at bass right now and he's playing Sunshine of My Love and thinks he's like a member of Cream. Has he ever tried to play the Better Bowl dog food jingle? No, he hasn't done that yet. He's working on it. Now he sees, uh, what's his face, the sociopath. Luke. Luke P. Mm -hmm. He's like, I've seen this show a few times. Mm -hmm. I should feud with this guy. This might allow me to either last a little longer or at least get me the the two for one date. Mm Mm-hmm. Me versus this guy. That'll allow me to get one more episode. All of a sudden now, he's in like the final six. And every time he's hanging out with Hannah, he's like, this girl's cool. I really like her. I'm developing real feelings for this person. I'm going to break out my guitar again. Mm -hmm. And it's this balance between maybe he's not totally a sociopath. Maybe he did have feelings. But how he approached it was pretty awful. That would be the case for Jed. And by the end of the final two, maybe he was actually really did love her. That's the case for Jed. I don't believe it. That's the case for it. None, literally none of that explains or excuses not telling her the truth at that point. That is the unforgivable thing. But he thinks he's getting voted off. And if he's... By the when way, he, I'm when not he's defending proposing her. marriage to her and fucking her in a fantasy suite, he thinks <laughs> well, he's that, getting voted off. The fantasy suite part's tough. That's where that's when where he's Jed's taking case her to meet apart. his family. A f- by the way, that part it falls a apart there too. That he made lie to her and to a national television audience. Like this is the this is the thing that I'm thinking about this part of it a lot. Yeah, that part's pretty bad actually. He ca- he 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 caused presumably requested 
whether it was an unspoken understanding or not, his actions led to his entire family have to, having to play out a farce on national television. He is the kind of person that thinks it is okay to live a fallacy and force other people to live it too. Like, I I agree with you that, that everything you just said is probably what, it, it's not probably, we know to the extent that we can trust anything he says that that is what happened, right? Well, the, but the Even, other path is he's just a monster and was like, I'm just going to try to win this thing. It's good for my career and I don't care about this this woman. That's definitely true. But if that if that's how it played out, then he's the worst person who's ever been on this show. Or I'm not he, positive I believe that. Though. Or he has no idea what love is. And I think Hannah, to her credit, did a really good job of pressing him on that particular point. Not letting him off the hook with his half-assed bullshit attempt at an apology and an explanation about what had happened with the former girlfriend, asking follow-up questions. Didn't sound like a former girlfriend. Well, it sounded I, like he went to the bachelor, it was the bachelorette, for, and it was his girlfriend. But that's part of it too. When assessing his character, it, she became a former girlfriend when he ghosted her. Like he had an agreement with her. Hannah's not the only woman that he fucked over. Right. Right. So. He had an agreement with this woman. By the way, credit to Roger Sherman for pointing out, doing some sleuthing, mm. the photo of Jed and this and this woman, Haley, I believe, at the Bahamas. She is wearing an Auburn hat. And oh, so as yeah. Roger noted, Auburn, the morning Alabama. Unbelievable. <laughs> Once again. Who would have thought? But anyway. She expects that he's coming home to her. As she said in her people interview, she got a nice new outfit, going to pick him up at the airport, and then he just doesn't return. But he's he not allowed call to call, right? I, I thought they weren't allowed to communicate. Well, but what did we hear Hannah and Jed discuss? That Did you tell your friends what happened? Yes, I did. I told them I won. He's talking to people in his life about it. Everybody talks to people in their lives True. about it. So that is like, that's a that would be a hollow excuse. Well, can could, we talk about the girl who decides it's a good idea for her boyfriend to go on The Bachelor? Well, that is that is obviously also That's, problematic. I mean, she's not a winner in this either. No, certainly not. Okay, how about this? Don't go on The Fucking Bachelor. We're dating. Yeah. What are you doing? Yes. I need it for my career. Hey, FYI, you suck at the guitar and you have a bad voice. Give it up. You're not going to be a musician. Well, you she, stink. she's a... Uh hoping to be a musician too. So I'm sure that they were pursuing that goal together in some fashion. But like when Hannah's pressing Jed in the in the California meetup in the safe house and she's asking, did you tell this person? The safe house. Did you tell this person that you love her? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. The initial time frame that he had given Hannah was a lie. It had been, they had been dating for months. Yeah. They had started dating in October. I believe The Bachelorette starts filming in March. That's a long, that's a real relationship with somebody. Four or five months is a legitimate relationship. What else was he doing during that time? Sleeping with other women, right? So he was unfaithful to that person. So that's a trust issue regardless. Tells this woman he loves her and then is saying to Hannah time and time again, we weren't dating. She wasn't my girlfriend. You just tell strangers that you love them? Like what? You just tell people you're casually sleeping with that you love them? They went on vacation together twice. They went to a cabin. Free cabin, Bill. As though that's an excuse, by the way. What was I had a free cabin. I couldn't possibly pass up a free cabin if my choices are though. a free cabin or integrity and some sort of moral fiber. <laughs> I got to pick the free cabin. The Bahamas is worse though. I wonder if every- I know every vacation I've ever taken with anybody I liked and going to the Bahamas, we're fucking going to get married. Bill, how do Especially they- Especially if I'm 25. How do they end up in the Bahamas? Her 
family gave them a trip, got Jed a trip to the Bahamas for his birthday. Her family. So both families had, they had met both families. They were in a serious relationship with each other. This is wild. I wonder if anybody who is in a timeshare pyramid scheme has ever gone after Jed. Like, they should. This guy is really, really susceptible to any sort of vacation being dangled in front of him. Well, go go back to the family, though. Yes. So the, the entire family now in on the lie. But the weekend before the fantasy suites, I'm trying to think. That explains why they right, so were my so— son, My beloved son, Ben Simmons, yeah. let's say 12 years from now, he's on The Bachelorette. I could, I could see it. Yeah. He'd be pretty good, actually. He'd, <laughs> he'd be great. He'd, he'd bring a lot to the table. The other guys would like him. He'd be one of those guys. He'd be would, very popular with the other guys. Would his limo entrance be like hurling himself out <laughs> of the moonroof with some sort of wrestling backflip yeah, move? Like a flip. Or would he come out and play the bass? He would come out and play the bass. He'd play <laughs> Another One Bites the Dust on the bass. Uh, so he has a girlfriend. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm going to go on. It's going to help my professional wrestling Mm -hmm. career. Okay, great, Ben. Um, I don't think this is a good idea, but you do you. You're 24. We can't stop you. Then we don't hear from him for a while. And then he calls us. He's like, hey, Mm -hmm. so I made the final four. Mm -hmm. When I come back, can you not mention the other girlfriend (laughs) and do all stuff? And I'm like, at that point, that's my blood and flesh. I'm going to be like. Alarm. Whatever you need, Ben. No. What? be like. No, it's like, I'm just there to help my son. So I think that was the mentality. They don't feel good about it. But ultimately, your kids, you're just going to do whatever for your kids. You're not going to judge them morally. You're going to get mad at them. But you're not going to be like, no. Sure. No, we're going to embarrass you on national TV. We're, you're not doing that. No, that's fair. Again, I think but you're going to pull them into the bathroom character. and be like, no, you're going to pull them into the bathroom and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You're in the final four. You got to get rid of this. You got to get out of this. I think that one of the moments that probably best points to Jed's psychosis about all of this <laughs> is when Hannah kept pressing him on how he could say that they had broken up when he slept with this woman a night before heading to The Bachelor. He, you know, sent her this handwritten note that they have a picture of in the People article that was yeah. basically like they're packed that he was going to come back to her after this. That was tough. He said, This is unbelievable. To me, I ended it in my heart, not verbally. What the fuck is that? Imagine if a sports team did that. It's like when when a writer, I'm like, you, you missed deadline. I filed it in my heart, just not in your inbox. <laughs> like, then you didn't file the piece. What are you talking about? Uh, I thought Roger had a great point. Jed, the guitar was so omnipresent the whole yeah. season. Yeah. And then on the last episode where he's just getting demolished with no applause when he comes out last night, he should have owned it and just come out with the guitar. It's like, you might as well play this guitar thing to the bitter end. Even in the worst moment of your life, have the guitar with you. Just have it. Have it as a prop. Maybe. I wonder what his lyrics would have been. All of his songs are the same. Mr. Right is basically the same as the Better Bowl jingle, which was basically the same as his proposal song, which was fucking terrible. Well, he, that was the dirty secret of this whole season. Like, he was a shockingly bad musician. Terrible. And Hannah, every time he had the guitar out, the stars were in her eyes. It was like Jack yeah. Johnson was playing to her. <laughs> and, or John Mayer. And, I, and she was, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. it's an amazing, terrible song you just played. I'm sure that there is. She might be a moron. Let's be honest. I'm a, I'm a Hannah fan. And a, no, Hannah I know, but she might, she, there might be a little something wrong. I think that... This is tough. To end up with Luke P and Jed in your final four is a cry for help. 
it's it is hard to justify those choices and how long she remained enamored of those men. You know, there does seem to be a, a pattern. Many people have, have noted this, like when somebody, when other people point out to her that the guy that she likes is a, an asshole. She gets stubborn. Yeah. She doesn't. And that, that, that I, again, I find that weirdly relatable, not even just about men, but like she's an independent person, clearly part of her identity and something that she, she prizes about herself is saying like, I have been through a lot and I worked hard to get to the place in my life where I have become my own person, a full, fully realized person. I want to find someone I love. I want to find someone to spend my life with, but I don't need it. I can make my own choices. You don't get to tell me what to do. And so when people try to tell you what to do, it's like a natural defense mechanism to put up those walls and say, I, you can't tell me how to live my life better than I can tell myself. Now, the problem is that that at some point stops being reasonable. Like week after week after week of bullshit with Luke P is not reasonable. Not pausing to say, even absent all of the information and any candor about his girlfriend, not pausing to say, wait a minute, the guy who told me that he came on the show initially to pursue a music career literally always has a guitar in his hands and is singing to me in every scene that we have together, that's weird. That's suspicious. Like, I I think you have to ask questions about that. And that didn't happen, which is, so which you is have troubling. Bad dicker picker, <laughs> super stubborn, maybe not a rocket scientist. It's a pretty she's, tough combo. She's smart. I think Hannah's a smart person. I do. Really? Yeah, I think there's- Really? A, yes. she, she's smart, but had- no idea Jed was using her for his music career when he had a fucking guitar in every episode? I don't think that these things are all mutually exclusive. Like, she is... I think she's a survivor. I'm not sure how smart she is. <sighs> not being able to see through the Jed thing is incredible. Yeah, and they yeah. could edit it to make him look like a bad person and whatever, but still. But they did You have to be suspicious they when the guitar's out that, every though. episode. I think that's interesting, too, is they didn't give Jed a bad edit until the very end. And I wonder if that's because they didn't know what she was going to do and they wanted to protect the possible outcome where she would stay with him, you know, and they couldn't have basically painted him as a villain. I mean, that's another thing in the big picture sense and considering the the franchise and the evolution of the franchise. And I am certainly not, you know, a, a bachelorologist like Roger or the queen of Bachelor Nation like Juliet. You know, I, I watched Trista season a long time ago and then I started watching it with Juan Pablo. So it's more of a recent God, that's passion a for tough me. start. I had to. I was editing Jacoby's reality TV oh column at Grantland. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dove right in. What what a, what a what a world what a journey but other people who have broken it off with the the fiance with the pick Jason Ari those people were vilified not only for the choice that they made but for the way that they made it you know Ari obviously most famously chose to ambush Becca and turn her agony into 2 hours of you know candidly riveting television Hannah is, I, I think, the first person in franchise history who's being celebrated for breaking off her engagement. And that speaks to how widely reviled Jed is. It's not common for somebody to be this this hated. Usually the villain is out pretty early. When did do you think he was hated the last four episodes? Because I I said this in our bachelor slack last night, which is embarrassing that we have a bachelor slack, but 
<laughs> I just thought he was going to be gone by episode four. And then he kept advancing and it was like March Madness where right. it's like, wow, Dayton won again? <laughs> Jesus, wait, they're in the final eight? Hmm. And when he got to like whatever, when he got, when he tried to pull the power play with Luke P, I was, first of all, that breaks the number one rule in The Bachelorette is never try to feud with another person. And never, both people end up getting voted out. This time it didn't happen. He broke a lot of rules that we should probably remember heading down the line if you're going to be The Bachelorette, not you, but anybody. Um, don't trust anyone with a musical instrument. <laughs> Uh, don't trust anyone who tells you they were on the show to pursue their career, but now they've changed their mind. Right. Um, don't trust somebody who's intentionally trying to feud with other contestants. Everyone was doing that with Luke, though. To be Ty- fair. Tyler was pretty restrained. He was. And so was he Peter. Got, he Both got of his those guys in. were pretty far back from well, that. You know, again, they were superior and literally. It's the move every is respect. to stay away from yeah. the drama. You be the safe place. You're the island of sanity. The thing is, the nature of Jed feuding with Luke is now fascinating to consider in hindsight because he very rarely was just like, this guy sucks until the end when he became obsessed with him. And again, that was the product of his, I think, his insecurity more than anything else. What were the two times we saw Jed really upset? When Hannah's dad didn't think his dog food jingle was impressive and when he didn't understand how she could be torn up about whether to keep Jed or Luke. In other words, anything that in any way shattered or threatened to shatter his very fragile ego. But earlier in the season, all the stuff that he was saying about Luke was basically like, keep my name out of your mouth. I don't want to hear that you're talking to me about me to her. And that is because he knew he had a secret and he was worried about it coming out. Oh, Clearly. that's interesting. Coward. I, do you Fucking tr- coward. Do you trust anybody with a big, healthy head of hair that seems like it needed a haircut two weeks ago with the with the cheesy beard? Like if like if producer Craig grew that right now, wouldn't we have an intervention pretty quickly? I will say, I think that Jed's potentially only redeeming quality is the beard. I, I like I like a bearded man, as I think you know. I, yeah, yeah. I know. yeah. The, I'm not a fan of Jed's hair or really hair, anything else combo, about Jed. Tyler has very like luscious hair, though. All right, so let's flip to Tyler, please. <laughs> how how often do you think? they have actually communicated Mm. over the last few weeks compared to how they tried to make it seem on the show. This is the first time you've seen him, right? That doesn't mean they haven't been texting and FaceTiming and doing that whole thing the last three weeks. I felt like either A, she already made the run at him. And he's a little like, I'm going to be the good guy here, but I just watched the season and I was the only one that you weren't really interested in for the fantasy suite and I'm basically the bronze medalist here and you're only coming back to me because you fucked up with Peter and then you picked the other guy and that didn't work out. So now suddenly I'm supposed to ride in like Prince Charming. I'm going to pretend to be a good guy. Mm -hmm. Well, he is a good guy. No, I'm going to pretend to be a good guy (laughs) with this, but deep down it's not happening. That was my takeaway from last night, but I might be wrong. I... Also, she's moving to LA, which we found out this week. And the rumor is she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, interesting. And he's in New York. Hmm. You know, I think that they handled it fairly diplomatically and well. I think that anybody who watches The Bachelor or The Bachelorette has to accept some level of, you know, producer intervention and some element of attempting to move the pieces onto the chessboard so that 
Tyler and Hannah are suddenly on top of each other in a windmill, you know, or in a boat anywhere. Yeah. On the couch. You love windmills now. Really anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not choosy. I think that they walked the line between, you know, trying to sell what the show wanted them to sell in that moment and Which not was hope. and not overpromising. Yeah, ho- hope is really the goal. The hope of a drink. I do think Hannah looked like pretty smitten. Oh yeah. I mean, she was blushing, she well, was giggling. I found have, it very charming. Don't you think like oh, so she finished season, course. all of her friends are like what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. How do you not pick Tyler? What were you doing? Right. It's, oh, you don't understand. It's it's so crazy. It's all these cameras. I wasn't thinking right. You're right. What was I doing? It's not just that Jed's approval rating is like somewhere right around the same level as his musical ability and the number of followers that Better Bowl initially had on Twitter. In essence, nothing. <laughs> Sorry, Better Bowl. I'm sure you're doing great. It's that Tyler's approval rating is close to universal. Like, it, he is beloved in well, that, a way that, that... ovation he got when he came out, there's oh never God. been anything like that on that show. Oh, my God. He has 1.4 million Instagram followers right now. He's He was not the lead on the show. That's unbelievable. Nothing like that has ever happened. Ever. People adore him. And so, of course, yeah, there has to be It was like element. watching Logan Paul two years ago <laughs> walking out to a fifth grade oh elementary class or something. Every... They they cut. You could see the woman in the background. Yes, you could. One of one of the women was like almost like shaking. She was like, ah, yeah, ah, like it was like the Beatles. That's like what Chris I was. Harrison that's said. what I was doing. That was you. Yeah, that oh. was me at home, <laughs> just vibrating on my couch. I mean, it's to say he's the most popular person who's ever been on the show. <laughs> oh my god! No one saw that. <laughs> <laughs> to say he's the most popular contestant anything ever on this show. Yeah. It's like saying Michael Jordan was the best basketball right. player ever if Bill Russell and LeBron James and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird didn't exist. Like, right. he's so far ahead of anyone else who's been on the show. Right. It's not even a conversation. So if I'm NBC, I'm watching this and I'm like, ABC. let's offer Tyler. No, no. If I'm NBC. Oh, I see. I'm watching this. I'm like, let's offer Tyler $10 million. We'll just start a bachelor rival franchise, build it around Tyler season one and try to cut into this bachelor thing that just isn't going away. Mm-hmm. Let's do a competitor. Let's go. Tyler, you're a guy. We're making you the face of this new show. Finding you love. Wow. Yeah. It does feel like they're hedging their bets for a little longer about what to do with the bachelor. I just thought Peter was a lock. But now I think... But there's like a there's a certain responsibility to consider the guy who's as popular as Tyler is, right? Can I tell you something? Sure. Tyler can't be The Bachelor. Why? To me, it's like when Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live and he was too talented to be in the show. <laughs> he transcended the show and he had to leave. I don't see how Tyler can have dates with 25 women. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's almost not going to be a natural interaction. He's like, a, it's like if Leo DiCaprio was the bachelor, wouldn't, what is that? That is that a show or is he going to be able to have normal interactions with, with smitten like celebrity crushes basically, basically crushies. It's a good, it's a good point. It's and it's not going to be a normal interaction. You're right. And you know, I think, this has been such a precious moment in time with him that there's like an element too of not wanting to in any way soil or compromise 
how we all feel about him and prolonged exposure just is, is you know, by definition, the, the more time you spend with a person and the more you learn about a person, the more likely you are to find something you don't like. And so that's the competing instinct and urge in Bachelor Nation is on the one hand, we all want more Tyler. But on the other hand, do we want to see or learn something that in any way tarnishes the time that we've had? Peter. Can I give you another job for him? Please. Third guy in Monday Night Football. I would love to see him at the college football booth. Right now, ESPN says, we have an announcement. We've added Tyler to the Monday Night Football crew. He's going to be the third guy with Booger McFarland and Joe Tessitore. What's your reaction? <laughs> I mean, I clear my schedule. <laughs> Obviously. It actually is kind of a genius idea. He'd be great. He knows enough about football that sure. he could babble his way. He could, would he be worse than Jason Witten? I mean, it couldn't possibly be. Nobody could. Or be you do like the <laughs> you do the ESPN two. You know they have those second feeds. Yeah, that's yeah. You uh, have him on that second feed with like Katie Nolan and. But the takeaway from the season is that Tyler's not a second feed guy. Like that was the problem no, you're in right. the first place. Tyler is a first feed, a primary feed guy. So you like college football then? Oh, I love college football. Well, I love Jesse Tyler. Palmer became a college football guy. I mean, Jordan Rogers, you know, is is a college football broadcaster now, and obviously that was part of his plan too. And the other possibility is Tyler, we just start grooming him now to be a political candidate. This has been in a five this years. Is a, he's yeah. a governor in 10 years. He's the president of the United States. This is bubbling up already because okay. he is so polished. Yeah. He is so poised. He is woke in the right kind of way. He is not afraid to take on idiots and trolls and shit talkers and people who are spewing hate. He's willing to stand up for what he knows is right. He is sex positive. He is a modern day feminist. My buddies and I were watching the fantasy suite episode. And when you had sex with those two other guys and not me, like we were just rooting you on. <laughs> You're so powerful. It was great. He's the best. Who would say that? I would be so mad. He's, I'd be he's like, my buddies made fun of me the whole episode. He's, I was the only one who didn't get laid. I think. This is something that actually we, like, we mere mortals cannot understand about Tyler. This what is it why he has like superpowers? Do you think Tyler's Superman? Do you think he's from that planet where Superman came from? I think he's, he He landed here when he was six. What's his kryptonite then? <laughs> That's the question. I don't know. I think that there are, there are two simultaneous truths about Tyler, with, which have come together in this really unusual way to forge this chiseled hunk of perfection in front of us. One— he played sports at a high level. And Team so player. he is used to losing. Right. He was, able to, he yes. was able to handle the final two so well. He's, he's failed. He's failed. He had to, you know, he was a quarterback at Wake. He had to switch positions, become a tight end, go to FAU. Did he hang his head? No, he got his fucking MBA yeah. <laughs> in graduate school. That's incredible. God, you love this guy. He's this very, is really, he's I've never, very special to me. I've known you for five plus years, six years, seven years. I don't even know. I think the you most, are so smitten. the most embarrassing part about it is that I'm not embarrassed by it at all, <laughs> which is like terrifying. And I, I think I need to look inward a bit. The other part of that though, is that he is close to flawless. You know, he's bright. He's charismatic. He's incredibly good looking. He has an easy grace, uh, just oozes I think he was sexuality. created by the Russians. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like the end of No Way Out with Kevin Costner, where he's been a Russian spy all along. Maybe that's sent like him here. season four of Stranger Things. He comes out of the upside down <laughs> when the Russians try to open it again. 
I love him so much. Oh my God. Uh, but he's saying all the right things now. You know, he's like, yeah, let's go get a drink. Let's see how it goes. But also he's not overcommitting. No, he's not overcommitting. He can't end up with Hannah. He can't. The perfect outcome from the network's perspective is that Tyler is with Hannah so they can continue to promote them as a couple and then they make Peter the Bachelorette. That's their dream scenario. Peter is the Bachelorette would be weird. As the Bachelor, excuse me. I think Hannah goes on Dancing with the Stars. I think they pretend that they're dating for a couple weeks and then they break up because Tyler wants no part of this because he was the bronze medalist. But then he's in the Bachelor conversation again. He has to be. I, I think he could have potentially higher aspirations than that. Yeah, he might not want it. I think That's, Hannah does Dancing with the Stars, and I think she's on Bachelor in Paradise next summer. Okay, so this is— And I think, I think it's, a, it's, a down, it's a downhill run for her. This is what I want to ask you. Forget Bachelor in Paradise. Is Hannah going to be the Bachelorette again? I think she will be. Wow. Yeah. A, a return? Yeah. She is widely loved. Mm. Certainly some people have been critical of her. Those people are— Cruel and unkind in terms of a certain type of criticism that has been levied against her. What's that criticism? I think she, if you look at her Instagram and some of her tweets, she's she's gotten a lot of really harsh feedback about how she presents herself as a Christian and then is having sex on television, which I think is really unfair. Mm. So that's been something she's had to deal with. I think that she is. She doesn't have to read it. Don't read it. Don't look at don't look at the comments. <laughs> You'll be fine. Guess what? You don't have to look at the comments. Don't read your replies. People are terrible. People are terrible to everybody. People are terrible. Don't read your replies. Tyler's great, though. Tyler, you read your replies, Whoa. you Russian spy. Man. So people like her. Tyler's Shh. calling them. <laughs> How many the languages do you think Tyler speaks? Oh, like 11. Language of love, number one. <laughs> wrong with me oh so you agree with me that there's a 20 percent chance hannah's on bachelor in paradise a year from now and we just feel terrible i i guess yeah i guess there's always probably at least a 20 percent chance i would be a little surprised if we saw her on paradise why can't she end up with pete the pilot because he knows he's going to be the bachelor that so that is an interesting i question. thought they had a real chemistry they did they really did tyler's not taking her back i'm sorry he knows that he could date Every person in America. Why yeah. are you settling down with yeah. Hannah who made you her third choice? Yeah. Tyler can be with anybody he wants to be with. Yeah. That, that is definitely true. I thought that Hannah and Peter had, again, a lot of chemistry. It seemed to still have some feelings for each other. She was more emotional when she said goodbye to Peter on night one of the finale than she was when she said goodbye to Tyler. Now, maybe that's because, as she said, she wanted the engagement day to be a happy day. And, you know, obviously she struggled, but she seemed really devastated when she had to send Peter home. Because he was such a nice guy. Well, let me say, remember at the Grantland party when Costner came? Oh, yeah. And Do every, I remember? Every guy wanted to talk to him. <laughs> and we all, we had the joke after that he could have looked at anybody's girlfriend or wife at the party and just yeah. done a finger wave and they would have been gone. And the husband or boyfriend never would have seen that person again. Mm -hmm. That's how Tyler kind of is with America right now. Absolutely. Like Tyler could walk in right now, point to you and just, and just, and you would just follow him. Like oh you'd seen some light. Dare to dream. That would right. Be is the, is so the, why does he need a girlfriend? Is the finger wave, is that one of the things that Peter and Hannah did in the windmill? The finger <laughs> wave? Is that, is that one of the things they were trying? <laughs> the windmill. You were worried about the running water in the windmill or the lack of. I just... Like, without getting too graphic and technical. Yeah. Sex is messy, and 
if you're having it four times in one night, I just hope there's a little bit of cleanup in between. And I don't know what sort of opportunity they had for that. That's all. No running water at all, are we sure? No, we're not sure. That was I'm more more throwing it out there as a question. I'm sure they had like towelettes or something. <laughs> I don't know. So these two-part episodes with the audience, yeah. towelettes. Um, <laughs> they had two great moments. One was the four times. The crowd exploded on that. That was like game seven, a game-winning three-pointer in a game seven. I can't Everybody get over just Peter's parents in that moment. So proud of their boy. So yeah, proud of their... <laughs> I was trying to imagine what my reaction would be if that was Ben 12 years from now. And I, I think, think you would have done the same thing. You would have cheered. I, I would have put my hands over my face. I would have been embarrassed. <laughs> you but that's been, just me. You would have been proud. I would have been proud and embarrassed. <laughs> but that moment was great. And then Tyler coming out. Oh, man. And then I thought Chris Harrison, who I thought had a great season. I thought one of his best statistical seasons. <laughs> um, the right amount of, of, of uh, repulsion and just uh, he played all the right keys. But him kind of navigating that sexual tension at the end there with Tyler. And, that, was, uh, that was fun. And be like, so wait, what's going to happen? Are you guys going to go for a drink? And, and We ship it. All of it, I thought, was well done. It was a great season. I thought it was Fabulous the best. season. I got to say, I thought it was the best Bachelorette season other than maybe the one with Caitlin. Caitlin's was good. When she couldn't even wait to the fantasy suite <laughs> with Nick, yeah. which I still think is the greatest moment in Bachelorette history. That was incredible. I like that she was throwing it down on dates and having four or five glasses of wine. And she was a great Bachelorette. As Julia has noted many times, something that Hannah and Caitlin share in common, even though they're very different people, is that... They're not afraid of their sexuality, you right. know, and they're not afraid of their femininity. And they firmly believe that all of these things can be a part of who they are and they don't have to hide or shelter or shield any one aspect of who they are, or what they want to try to appease and impress somebody else, whether that somebody else is a person they're trying to date or the viewing public. And that's really refreshing. Frankly, we need more of that on The Bachelor. You know, like we, we liked Colton's season because the fence jump was so spectacular, but Colton was so dull like so so dull well that not the most sexual guy either <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a smoldering volcano of sexual intensity well I mean maybe literally a smoldering volcano but pre-eruption you know <laughs> is that how lava works <laughs> not a geologist uh, any last notes before we go I thought it was malpractice not to have Hannah's family at the live show. Maybe they were horrified. Just given the role that her, her, both her parents, but her dad in particular played in assessing Jed, had to have them there for not only support for her, but to to be able to say like, yeah, I knew something was off with this fucking asshole. Yeah. I really wanted to see them there, especially because we got so much time with Peter's parents, who again are delightful, but like not having Hannah's parents, not having more time with Tyler was was very tough. I think that Jed will continue to rise up the ranks of Bachelor villains. Like the more time that passes and the more time that we think about this and the more, surely the more details that surface and that we learn, the worse we will feel about him. I am going to be, I feel like I have a good grasp on this franchise after all these years. Mm -hmm. I don't think they will advertise it. I think he's going to end up on Bachelor in Paradise. And I think it's a great move. Yeah. It is, it is like 1980s wrestling where like the Russian comes in waving the Russian flag, like boo! And you know there's going to be that one lady there who's like, ah, he's kind of cute. Sure. I don't care about his baggage, and know that 
By the way, if you go for Jed, you're on TV, which is the goal of that show is you want to be in relationships right. where the cameras are like, oh, yeah. three cameras over there. All about screen time. And yeah. yet, the highest success rate for relationships is now Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, what'd they say? Jade had a baby in a closet? Second baby in the master closet. The I was master closet? I was very confused by that reveal. Not a lot of information on that. A lot of follow-up questions. Who has babies questions. in a closet? Wouldn't the baby fall out? I don't, was it deliberate? Was there like a birthing tub in there? Because it's a spacious it's like, hold closet. Hold on, let me get a shirt. Oh, wait a second. A baby's coming out. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. That was weird. That was weird. But you have so many Bachelor in Paradise couples now who are going strong and... The success rate for the primary programs, you know, continues to decline. It uh, seems like everybody in Bachelor in Paradise is damaged, and damaged people usually find other damaged people and unite. There's that, but also just the 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 physics of the show. You spend real time with the person that you're dating. It's true. not this like manufactured. Well, it's obviously it's manufactured, but think about how little time Hannah actually had with Tyler, for example, to decide if she how she really felt about him. Like, almost all of her time was spent with fucking Luke or Jed's guitar. How did that happen? Yeah. I don't know. I love Tyler. I wish him well. I hope that he's in our lives for a very long time. What was Tyler's last name? Cameron. President Tyler Cameron? President Cameron. Governor Tyler Cameron? I mean, listen. The Senator Tyler Cameron? Florida. You know, a key state. He should run. It'd be funny if, like, the early polls are showing Tyler has 100% of the female vote. <laughs> this has never happened before. He's the best. I wonder what his platform would be. Tyler's uh, Tyler's debating somebody, and the person's attacking Tyler, and Tyler's going, I just really appreciate the strength you showed as you, as you demolished me. Do you know that he was a debate champion, though? Oh, wow. So he would not be demolished. Tyler's the Manchurian candidate. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm He's had a chip and planted his head. He's the best. Yeah. I All right. Mallory Ribbon, always a pleasure. Producer Craig, thank you. Juliet Littman, thanks for letting us uh, have your podcast as you're away. Can't wait to have you back. And uh, Bachelor Nation, it's been a pleasure. Follow When's the next thing? Bachelor in Paradise? It's coming up. Yeah. All right. So we're covering week. that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. In the meantime, let's get a drink. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> 